0: Hello, and welcome to season two, episode three of the PhD cast by the CBIS GPA. I'm Micah, and today I'm joined by my co-host Megan, along with our guests, PhD students Jess Fennell and Sam Steven. Could you guys introduce yourselves?
1: Yes. Hi, uh, I'm Jess. I am a fourth year or rising fourth year PhD candidate um, in biomedical engineering.
2: I guess I'm Sam, also a somehow rising fourth year in uh, BME. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: o- only somehow, Sam?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Could you all really quickly talk about what you do for your research? In one sentence. It doesn't have to be too detailed.
1: Sure. Uh, so I gen- our lab generally makes biomaterials for neural regeneration applications. Okay.
2: I see the bone is strong or weak?
1: Oh, geez. Okay.
3: (laughs) All right. So uh, today we're going to be talking about fellowships and more specifically the NSF fellowship, because Jess and Sam are both NSF fellows. Um, So I want to ask you all to start off. When did you start thinking about the NSF um, and how early did you start working on it?
1: Do you want to
2: go first? Sure. I think my timeline is a lot shorter than yours. Yeah, I think <laughs> so too.
1: So, I can ramble. Uh,
2: <laughs> so I thought about the NSF like a week before it was due. Oh,
3: jeez. Oh, no. Like, this like is not it, a good example. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's not a good example. If but you're I can a kid at home, it. turn off the podcast. <laughs> <and> <laughs> if, you're, if you're a hardworking, aspiring student, you should maybe just this next five minutes. Uh, yeah, so. Um, I learned about the NSF Fellowship through one of our classes that we have in our first-year discussions or graduate discussions, which is just a um, sort of seminar class that we have where, um, you know, mainly first years, but also uh, older students sort of come in and they practice their writing skills, practice um, at least skills to move forward in their PhDs. I guess, is that a good way of representing that? Yeah, I
3: mm-hmm. think that that's exactly what discussions is. Yeah.
2: So, so in that class, one of the things that we learned for first years or incoming students are fellowship applications and writing fellowships and applying to them. Um, So, at at the time, I was applying to the NIH, uh, one of the NIH uh, training grants that we have at RPI, um, and I wrote a fellowship about that. And then, uh, you know, a week or so later, we're like, yeah, we should apply to the NSF. Uh, My my PI told me, like, what's the NSF?
3: Oh, no. What is that?
2: (laughs) And uh, it was a bit of a difficult because NIH and NSF are two different. Camps of research Mm -hmm. under and writing a uh, you know application process, you need to focus on different things between NIH and NSF. So, trying to mold the NIH proposal to NSF, at least topically, you know, from trying to just change around words is very difficult. You need to change the fundamental science and Mm -hmm. approach behind it. Mm -hmm. So that was like one. So I and I I noticed that sort of halfway halfway in, basically a week before it was due, and so I was like, you know, I'm gonna just I don't know, and then I just uh, I was getting a lot of just bad comments and just everything from my, from my lab members. Like, oh, no. Oh, man, this is, you can't, this, this is not going to fly. I'm like, well, I'm just going to write something and I'm going to just submit it. So I, over the weekend, the weekend before it was due, I just wrote something. I, and then I just sent it to my postdoc. It was like, okay, here are a couple of changes. Go ahead and submit. it. I submitted it with that in my personal statement. That, okay,
3: uh, <laughs> so I don't know if that was... That is a very wow. different experience yeah, that I, I, I know just had. I think
2: for my experience, it's more of like I just learned about it and I just sh- gave it a shot in the dark. And it and I worked. Think, I think it worked out. Probably just lucky, so...
1: That, that wild. That is pretty incredible. I would yeah. like to say that I think my experience was the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i <laughs> I first heard about NSF when I was thinking about applying for grad school, um, back in undergrad so my senior roughly junior and senior year um, I had a person that I was working with in the lab um, at my undergrad institution and she was talking about applying because she was going to grad school and she highly 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 encouraged me to also look into applying mm-hmm. um, and so NSF is cool because you can apply as a senior undergrad um, and then you will be funded for your first three years wherever you decide to get you, wherever you're accepted to um, and then where, wherever you decide to go to Um, So you can apply once as an undergrad, and then you can apply um, once as a graduate student. Um, So you can either apply in your first or second year as a graduate student. Mm -hmm. Um, So I applied first as an undergrad um, when I was also applying, like, working on applications for grad school. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... And I, I guess I was actually there over the summer and there was a workshop that was happening on it. And I was like, oh, this is this is the fellowship that um, my friend was telling me to look at. Right. Um, and then I decided to go and it was only me and this one other master's student <laughs> <Iconic>. <laughs> at the at this workshop. <laughs> um, and the, the lady who was running the workshop was actually really great. She. Um, was she was a, an english person like she was a writer mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy is cuz then we're talking about science she's right. like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> but i can give you um, tips on how to actually write mm-hmm. like a story which right. is actually really important for this fellowship you, yeah. your personal statement needs to be a story right. yeah. um, and so she like really worked with me which was awesome um and she basically like tore apart sentence by sentence of my personal statement, <laughs> which is a very interesting experience. Um, but she, <laughs> I think she made it better in the end and made me a better writer because mm-hmm. she was literally like, you only have three pages of it for a personal statement and you right. have two pages for your research statement, right. which is not a lot of space <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. to sum up how, who you are as an individual. So right. every single word needs to be imperative to the story that you're telling. Right. And I, thought that was a really good way of looking at it and it's always helped me since then is in in science writing, Mm -hmm. especially you only in a proposal like this with two pages, every single word matters, right? Um, You don't have any fluff in there. (laughs) Yeah, you have to get your point across. Um, So I applied as an undergrad. Um, It was a good experience. And luckily, because I think mostly because I worked with this this person who really helped me, um, I received honorable mention, Mm -hmm. which is also really great because I think that very much um, that increases your likelihood of getting it as a graduate student if you have that on your resume. And also just in general, getting an honorable mention is still considered very Mm -hmm. prestigious because it's a national fellowship. Um, So you can still have NSF honorable mention listed on your resume, and employers do look at that, and they're like, oh, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So... (laughs) That's <laughs> so I applied, and it got honorable mention. Um, and then, of course, I was like, all right, I'm ready to apply yeah. um, in grad school. I, I'm very much like, I can do this. Like, I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, my lab was also very much, like, pushing me to apply um, mm-hmm. because previous uh, students in my lab also received um, the NSF fellowship, so they um, very much encouraged me. And so I actually started working on it in May. Which I
3: think is insane because that's
1: like right after graduation. Yeah. yeah, I was receiving... I talked with someone or someone in my lab on the phone. Like once I decided I was going to RPI, she called me within like a month that's and was so like, wild. let's work on this. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm down because I already knew, <laughs> yeah, what, it knew what it entailed. Uh, I was like, right. I'm ready to go. I really yeah. want this.
0: So now May is more than a week away from the, uh, oh, the deadline. Oh,
1: yes. Then? So <laughs> the deadline is in yeah, that's, mid-October. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like...
0: Oh no!
1: <laughs> so I recommend. I mean, you don't have to start in months. May. I mean, you know, the more, the earlier you start, I think, the better. But yeah.
2: please don't start.
1: I like think starting. <laughs> Just please. Starting in like June or July is probably good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, because it, you definitely want to go through many iterated iterations yeah. of of your statements. Right. right. Mm. That's wild. So we have two very different cases um, of
3: approaching the I think, NSF. I think one's a
2: more, you know, uh, like a paragogue of what you should go. And yeah. The other one is a more degenerate, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> high school senior fives kind of approach to it. So,
1: I feel like that speaks to your writing it. ability, though, to be honest. Like, that is very impressive.
2: No, I think, you know, probably the planets aligned and like <laughs> the Mercury retro- <laughs> was in retrograde and something, 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 and then they're like, oh yeah, sure. I, I don't I don't
3: you know, <laughs> so that to anything. obviously, Sam probably didn't get through that many edits, but Jess, how many <laughs> edits did you end up having to go through so like in our class, I think we had three rounds of edits just when the semester started until the deadline, which is like middle the middle of October, right um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: so we had three rounds just for class, but I from what I know that Jess has told me. There were a lot more edit rounds of edits for her through her lab mm-hmm. right. um, and her senior grad students.
1: Yeah, I want to say hmm, I don't know the exact number <laughs> yeah. because I didn't keep count, but yeah. I want to say between you know maybe ten to fifteen iterations. Wow. Um, and my oh. my end statement was so vastly different from my beginning <laughs> <Yeah>. statement. <laughs> That's that is wild. Um, how did
3: your so right before you guys submitted, how did your advisors feel about what you were submitting? Oh boy! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm asking this question because I already know, so I kind of. So wanna... <laughs> this has been
2: the PhD cast? uh, <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> So uh, so funny story for me. I, I I call it funny now, but it was not funny in the in the time, unfortunately. For sure. Um. So I've been, you know, obviously I was working on this fellowship for months, and I was. I was pretty happy with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, you know, it's never going to be perfect, but I was like, I feel like this is solid. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we were doing, like we were saying, in these class edits as well um, as me doing, you know, within my lab doing edits. Um, but also, so my PI definitely um, had read my statements a good, a good mm-hmm. number of times right. and had given me some feedback, although I mostly got my feedback from other students in the lab and then... Um, I guess <laughs> the day of, unfortunately, I get an email. The day it's, it's due at 5 p.m. and mm-hmm. I I look at my email and it's from my PI, and it's about the fellowship. and I was like, uh oh, I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to submit. I was just gonna read it over once more yeah. and then submit right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the email just. <laughs> It was just a ton of new edits that he wanted me to make before the deadline at 5 p.m. This is, like, at, like, 8.30 in the morning, Mm. and I'm I'm in full panic mode. (laughs) Absolutely not okay. (laughs) I'm like, please help me, everyone. Um, And I was just looking at and he, he, unfortunately, he even said, in its current state, it is not a fundable proposal, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was a little disheartening. To
0: say the
2: through. least. <laughs> s- lay her down in her grave at that point. Thought,
1: wow. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I I did end up making some edits. Um, I didn't make all the edits that okay. he wanted, but cool. I did end up adding some things, which in hindsight, I did think made the proposal okay. better. Okay. Okay. But they, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was just... I was frustrated because I didn't want to have to do it the day of because yeah. I was yeah. thinking this was ready. It's final form. You've yeah. seen it many times. Like, yeah. why are you giving me these edits? Yeah. Um, but then I, you know, I submitted and on time, everything got in yeah. and I was awarded. You know, you find out so much later. You find yeah. out in April. Yeah. Um, but I was <laughs> awarded it and I was like, yeah, it was fundable. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. We got <laughs> there. We got. Him.
3: Okay, Sam, what about you? What did your advisor think of your final
2: Statement before you <laughs> submitted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so again, I'd like to preface just just as the paragon of what you. Right, you're right, doing right. <laughs> right. So in 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 my case, so the sort of edits were handled uh, less by my PI but more by my senior students. Yeah. Um, who have also previously awarded NIH fellowship, so they were able to sort of understand a dis, um, the distinction between an NIH fellowship and writing in an NSF mm-hmm. one. So um, they gave me comments about how you know, how I should sort of phrase it. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I took that, and then I just sort of wrote one version, uh, personal statement, and then I sent it to my postdoc at the time. She said, okay, change a couple of these things, and then I sort of submitted it with my PIC. Jesus. <laughs> what does your PI think about it now? <laughs> he thinks it's very great. He said, you know, some things could have been better, but well, it's very great.
3: can't so, complain.
2: So I think it was like a flash in the pan sort of like, I know. I remember there was just a moment when I was just sitting in my office like at 6 o'clock in the evening. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, man, what do I – I don't even – so I just like literally just control A, control X, like one thing, and then just start uh, rewriting, just oh starting my from like, the basic science stuff. And then like
3: yeah, I
2: just that, – that was it, – it was so stressful, at least for that one bubble of period, and probably yeah. not the same magnitude as Jess's, but like in that one bubble of period, I was just like – I just had dreams, woke up, <laughs> <Did>. went back <laughs> to sleep, did it, ate food over the weekend, thought about it, and I just had to submit it. But I, 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 at that point, I was so exhausted. I was like, I don't want to even consider his edits. Oh, yeah, I don't that's wanna, I don't no. even <laughs> wanna. That's
1: exactly how I felt. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want to look at these at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Which, which probably wouldn't fly like nowadays for like, abstracts, no way. But I think yeah. for something that he was less sort of involved in, right. I, I was just like, OK. I'll just submit it because it, the, and it was being handled by other people. Anyway, yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. technically, it's sort of out of his realm of what he's interested yeah. in. So I just submitted it without his.
1: And, and I will say that um, the NSF fellowship in general is more about funding the student. Yeah. It's yeah. not about funding the research, right? Yeah. Um, which isn't always the case for a fellowship. So right. uh, it, ju- it just depends. But this the NSF GRFP, uh, it's mostly about the, the person that they're funding, right. um, and mm-hmm. your personal statement, I mean, it's, a, or your personal statement is very important then, yeah. um, but then your research statement is still important, but it's mostly just, can you, uh, it's mostly about experimental design, and yeah. can right. you, you know, structure the problem and the experiments you, you're doing to right. address that.
2: Yeah, and from a fundamental science perspective, how do you, you know, construct a problem, or lay it out, the, right. the problem, and how do you propose to solve it, right, so it's more yeah. of just um, understanding your level of your level of the material that you're going to be researching and how do you construct a research statement about it, it's not so much funding the, what you're proposing in that yeah. research statement itself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Jess, you just mentioned how nsf GRFP is all about funding the student more than the research. So one of the things I know that they advertise a lot is that it kind of lets you be free from your PI a little bit. Freedom of project, freedom to choose what you're doing. Has that been the case for, for either of you at this point? Or can you speak to, to that to some degree?
1: Yeah, so I think I think it does depend on your PI a little bit. Um, I think especially as an undergrad, you know, if you get if you're awarded um, the GRFP, it's like you're you're a hot commodity. Everyone's like, right. we want you in our <laughs> lab. Um, so then I think you have more of a say of what you want to do. You can pick what lab you're going into and all mm-hmm. that all that fun stuff. Um, I think once you're in a lab, it depends. So I, it's kind of hard for me to like, pick that apart because I, my lab already, in general, my PI wants us to construct our own projects. Um, mm-hmm. He wants us to, to build it. And so <laughs> um, it, instead of being like, this is a project that I have funding for, here, here you go, and this is what you're doing, um, he's like, here's what my lab generally does. Pick mm-hmm. something in it somewhat related and then do that um so I I already had that freedom which is really nice um but then I guess for me the more so the freedom was about being able to just focus on research and not have to worry about um like so in in terms of like your funding for grad school you generally are either a TA Mm -hmm. an RA which is usually for a specific grant or then you're on a fellowship. And right. so being on a fellowship really opens a lot of doors because then you can like, you're, you're not um, limited to um, working on a specific project for that RA or you don't have to spend a lot of time with your TA responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was freeing in in that sense.
2: Yeah. Uh, my experience is similar, uh, at least for my PI or in my lab, it's sort of here's a general thing of what we do in the lab in relation to, in our case, bone matrix and mm-hmm. how this impacted in diseases and, you sort of pick your project or you have some ideas that you want to um explore in that realm and then you construct a project based off of it so it's not so it's not in the case where the nsf gives freedom in that regard it's more of the in the lab already itself has that freedom and you can construct a project that um at least is a bit different similar but also a bit different than what your other um students are doing um but but also in the same case that the you know compared to being a TA or an RA, the fellowship does give you a lot of more freedom and uh, at least in I think in just in that case cases when you're getting the fellowship, you know, exiting your first year, entering your second year where mm-hmm. you have a better idea of the literature or mm-hmm. the project that you're trying to explore, you know, when you're actually focusing in on that research, having the freedom or freedom to spend your time doing more of that research as opposed to maybe Um, TA work or TA duties or an RA maybe being more constrained to one particular project. Having that freedom especially going into your second year I think is very helpful.
3: Did you guys have to spend, so obviously you know when you're applying for your NSF you're also transitioning into becoming a grad student. Mm -hmm. So like how much of your time did you spend working on fellowship apps um, while also trying to figure out how to be a grad student and you know taking classes? um which i think all of us did our first year um was that tough like trying to figure out how to fit in enough time well i mean i don't have the supplies to sam could just <laughs> sam,
0: <laughs> sam fitted in with some,
3: yeah. yeah some,
2: some <laughs> way somehow <laughs> yeah.
1: i think it was it was definitely a uh i don't know if it was, like, a horrible transition, but it was, like, a, it was a stressful time, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, but then, like, once it was over, I was like, oh, this is, this is good. This, I can, like, chill out a little <laughs> yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I felt like I mostly, I, I mean, because I was also trying to get in the lab, because that's what I wanted to be yeah. doing was, yeah. you know, we're in a wet lab uh, scenario, so I wanted to be in the lab mm-hmm. getting the, the hands-on skills. Right. Um, but I guess, I mean, I definitely spent a lot of time um, on the fellowship applications because that was, to me, that was the mo- one of the most important things at the moment that I was doing. Right.
0: I, I know I didn't win the NSF GRFP, but I, I also applied for it, and one of the things I noticed was the timing of the deadline mm-hmm. lined up with the classes, like the first round of exams for oh, classes yeah. I took right. and the first round of <laughs> exams that's, that's probably intentional. for the class I TA. That's yeah. Probably oh, yeah. And it's just yep. like, yep. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that being just a painful like two week stretch leading right. up to the yeah. the deadline. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh. that's that's I remember why that too. I was ex- I was glad that I had started early also because oh, yeah. like I was working. The majority of it was during the the summer, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least my personal statement. And then most mostly I I finished my personal statement and then I was working on the research statement. You know, yeah. as I got into lab more and right. like started learning about <laughs> the projects and everything. Yeah, right. yeah,
3: I feel like. Uh, That's probably a really good reason to start earlier than when your class teacher tells you to send in your personal research statement, Mm, which is what I did, and I should not have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That being said, I did feel like working on the application was a good way to start your lit search for your labs field, right? Like, up until then, I had no idea where to start. Uh, Just because, similar to y'all, I was in a position where I could have chosen any topic, and then that was way too much freedom to give someone like me. (laughs) Yes, me too. So I was panicking, and like, I have no idea. Yet. And uh. so it gave me something to read when I was doing my lit search, yeah. um, which I found really helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so okay, so when we let's say we fast forward, it's April. You guys get your decisions. So obviously y'all got it. But what I always want to know is what do reviewers say when you get it? Because obviously I know what reviewers say when you don't get it, because that's where <laughs> my comments were. But <laughs> okay. I mean, like. Were they all positive? Were, were there any anything that they wanted you to see or wanted you to improve on? Or, like, what is something from your reviewer comments that you think would be helpful for, like, the next round of applicants this year?
2: Uh, in, in my case, I remember one of them mentioning that if you had at least my research statement, if you could add in alternative hypotheses. Yeah. Oh, um, I had that, so, too. Yeah, so which are just in case your main hypothesis or you don't see the results that you're predicting or expecting your main hypothesis, that you have an alternative to, mm-hmm. you know, have those effects that, uh, that something to add. in. I know that's pretty common things like grants. Um, right. but you can put it in a research statement if you have the space. I think that was one of the least comments that the constructive comments that I got from mm.
0: the reviewers. That's a that
1: good one. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I remember that they were generally positive. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, well, I that th- makes sense. I hope they were <laughs> <laughs>
3: a little concerning if they were yeah, not If they positive. awarded it and they were <laughs> yeah. they were just we trashing no my proposal. We have no
0: confidence
2: in this person. We have no con- <laughs> but, but, like, money. give we're, them we're we're the money. We're giving <laughs> <the> money. <laughs> it's going to be a giant prank. We're actually just, like... <laughs>
3: She's going to owe us the money back when she graduates. Money. I mean,
1: so I think one of Jesus. the things that they That's always.
2: That's just, just a giant. This
1: is just my whole life. <laughs> Owing money to the government. Okay. Uh,
2: uh, so, oh, God.
1: Um, I, think, I think it's important, um, or like one of the important things also is to talk about like future, like or like what your plans for the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that I really struggled with in my application, and I worked a lot on was mm-hmm. trying to like, have more concrete plans for what I want to do after and like how um, going to grad school and getting a PhD is going to help me get to right. where I want to go yeah. Um, yeah. because uh, to be you know to be perfectly honest I, I don't know what I want to do <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, I that. know that I, I want to get a PhD and I knew that back then um, but I think I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. afterwards and mm-hmm. t- that that doesn't come across that well when you're they're like oh we want to fund you to be a lead scientist in your field right. yeah. um so you kind of just have to pretend that you know exactly <laughs> what you want and then convey that in or so just you know at that point in time what what are you most interested in and then mm-hmm. just pick that and kind of roll with it <laughs> right yeah. um and you just
2: have to commit for like you know the two weeks
0: <laughs> for just the two <laughs> weeks that you submit <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly like <laughs>
2: Yeah, you have to be pretty convincing in the personal statement just because you have to project yourself i would say like you know even more than five years like 10 yeah, years yeah. Mm-hmm. into the future they're saying where are you going to be like in your mid-30s like where, what are you doing what's going on and at, yeah. at least i found it hard because like i don't even know if i'm gonna what am I gonna be doing next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. next <laughs> month even and, and so you had to but you have to write it in a convincing manner i think they just want to yes. make sure that if you're passionate about it you know, or you have a very good idea, a strong idea of where you want to go.
3: Yeah, I truly mm. hate writing personal statements. <laughs> yep. I just, I feel like, especially for the NSF, you really need to be able to modestly brag about yourself. Yes. Does that make yeah. sense? 100%. Yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I hate doing humble, that. Humble and I don't think many people, I, many people I feel like don't really enjoy doing that, especially not grad students. I feel like we just, the imposter syndrome in us just <laughs> gets us. Um, and I, I don't know how y'all worked through I mean, unless you guys did enjoy bragging about yourself, and this doesn't apply to you. Um, I guess, how did you guys work through your personal statement and just kind of highlight a lot of your previous experience? That, like, that doesn't
2: apply to me. <laughs> I, first of all.
1: <laughs> no, it's a great question. I um, yeah. I don't know. Do you want to go first?
2: Um, oh, man. Yeah, so writing that was difficult, definitely, because you have to, I remember this, one of the lessons being in our discussion classes that you want to sort of... Uh, like you have very concrete examples of yeah. your you know your uh, academic excellence or mm-hmm. excellence or research excellence um and you even have to like bold sometimes, just like really make it stand out
1: mm-hmm. and I always
2: found it difficult, so I was like first of all, I don't think I have any m- many uh achievements I don't think <laughs> as a person like I'm like, what did I do i don't know i i uh, uh, I, 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 I ate a lot of McDonald's <laughs> as a in a high school i I was <laughs> Did you, know, you put
3: that in your statement?
2: I, I, no, I was. I was Aww. just. I was Can't like a you McDonald's should've. eater. <laughs> this, <laughs> this was his eater. first this draft.
3: Guy, <laughs> I ate McDonald's. <laughs> I ate
2: so much McDonald's, and <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: the <laughs> <not> reason <laughs> he got the award.
2: They're just like, this guy's gonna need. This guy eats. This guy eats. <laughs> eat. <laughs> <laughs> <This guy laughs> <ate. laughs> he he knows what he's doing. No, but he it, understands
1: it. health. Yeah, <laughs> he understands <laughs>
2: health. Yeah, knows. I mean, it's in the topic of you know bone health and overweight. Yeah, but. I was just getting, getting, you know, becoming one with my, uh, research. In mindset, <laughs> Into yeah. In <the> mindset. <laughs> you ever seen Super Size Me?
1: <laughs> oh, my <baby>. Wow. <laughs> I think that was too much of a change. T- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, anyways.
1: <laughs> what are we
2: talking about? Uh, <laughs> oh, personal Humble statement. Brags. Personal statement. brags. Humbel Humbel brags. Brag. yeah. So, yeah, so things like, um, yeah, academic excellence. I, I found, for one, it being difficult to sort of, explain what is actually important because saying things like, well, yeah, I got an A in chemistry. Okay. And, right. that that's not like as important or as saying, Hey, I've gotten in high school, I've gotten this award. I went to these conferences. I've submitted this research thing. Um, so you have to really sort of look at trying to be very superficial, um, and Mm. try to, you know, really think about what would make you really stand out because things like, I mean, grades are good and having high GPA is good, but, that alone isn't going to be really useful, especially if they're looking to fund a researcher, someone who's interested in research from the very beginning. Right. So, you know, talking about humble brags, you want to make it, I would think, I feel like more research geared. Mm-hmm. Things like, hey, I've been interested in research. I've been working in these labs since, you know, high school or an undergrad. I've been, you know, helping out with these projects and submitting these things. Like, that. Mm-hmm. I did this. I did that, right? And writing right. that in that active sense. But you want to be more meaningful with that. You don't want to be very superficial and say, oh, yeah, I got to... Yeah, B plus R. I ate a lot of McDonald's. It's like, well, maybe, maybe, the second one maybe work. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the first one, I feel like that's not something that they're going to be interested in. Mm-hmm. As a, yeah, as
1: a yeah. I think uh, for me, like the probably the most difficult part is, I sure I had I worked I worked hard and I tried to have a lot of like deliverables. So like. I had this research experience, I had this research experience, I went to this conference, Mm -hmm. um, I got put on this paper. But then, you know, as I'm writing it, you know, I write all these things, and then um, my (laughs) senior grad student was like, that's great, but like what did you actually do? Like you. Right. What did right. you do?
3: Like yeah. sure, you learned
1: all these things. But then so that really that really got me. Cause yeah. <laughs> as an undergrad researcher, for the most part, especially, um, I, I my first experience was like as a rising sophomore. Um, I went in and I I had no idea what research was or what how to even pipette yeah. anything. Yeah. I hadn't even done anything. Yeah, yeah. And then it was so like transitioning from like not knowing anything about research to like having like actual contribution to a project, Mm -hmm. um, was kind of a lot to pull out for me. Um, so I, (laughs) I think I struggled with that because I was like, did I really contribute to this? And it's like, yes, you did, because you are, doing this research and like, it might feel small, but I think that's part of the imposter syndrome coming right, out a little yeah. bit. It's like, yeah. you, you are contributing, but I think putting that into words and then and then bragging about it, making yeah. a, the humble brag, it was difficult yeah. for me. It definitely
2: has to come out in a writing because I think you can have passive writing where it's like, yes. I participated in this. And I think mm-hmm. we'd probably talk about it in the discussion class or yeah. like I've seen in other um, research, or at least other proposals, they have a similar uh, tone, which I think is maybe common in grad students where it's like, I helped with this help this senior grad student with this and they're not really looking for that sort of passive as in I was on the side doing this which you know you know maybe for you you feel like that but you have to make it saying like I was an active part of this I saw this knowledge gap, and I filled it this way, mm-hmm. and I've done this. And even
1: if it was small, yeah. because that was mostly yeah. my contributions, were yeah, these, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. small little things. Right. Was like, so then I did this portion. I learned all these things, right. but I also did this little portion that was my own, yeah. and this is how it contributed to the greater span of the lab. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what they're looking for, is to yeah. know what you're doing and how it's impactful to the research that you're working on. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think one of my favorite things that our class teacher mentioned, Professor,
1: not a teacher. Clemens is not like high school.
2: Teacher.
3: Sorry. All right. <laughs> Just, um, so when, <laughs> teacher. I
2: have a question. Teacher, can uh, I I, teach think the doctor, yeah, exactly. I think he'd be
1: really upset if you yeah, called him teacher. absolutely get upset teacher? if I called him teacher.
2: He's like, get out right uh, now. Like, <laughs> you
1: know how long I worked to get this title?
2: <laughs> it's going to go on in oh, the rant. Man.
1: Uh,
3: okay sorry Sorry. I'll I'll try to rephrase that the professor of our class um (laughs) I one of my favorite things he said was to kind of quantify your um achievements right so like Mm -hmm. if you won funding in your undergrad research mention like how many people applied and how many people got awarded to so you can kind of emphasize the competitiveness that could have been there.
1: Yes. Um, and um, I,
3: and then the whole, I think Sam mentioned it, but like underlining or bolding statements like that to, mm-hmm. again, draw attention to that. Yeah. I would have never thought about that by myself. So I found that mm-hmm. class um, and. A lot of his advice, very helpful for that reason.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. because most of these reviewers have to review, like, 20 applications, which is a lot as a PI. Like, you don't have time for that. So, really, when you do bold and underline these, like, big accomplishments, that really helps... Like, the reader stay on track to, like, right. follow your your path right. and your story.
2: But it has to be logical. You can't just bold, like, a whole no. paragraph. And it's like, well, <laughs> no. I started my journey out in the first grade. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't bold that. Stop. Bold, right? like, oh, I got this, <laughs> I got this uh, you know, fellowship or right. uh, scholarship or whatever. Yeah, right, it was, right.
2: like, one in a hundred out of, you know, yeah, like the quantifying that number thing, one right. in a hundred out or of this many people.
1: I got funny. a publication because I worked in this lab. That's right. huge. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. That's that's big. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So um, I know y'all um, mentioned, you know, having your senior grad students look over your applications. And I know now that it's been a few years, you guys have looked at um, some of our younger students' applications since then. Mm-hmm. So now that you've seen quite a few proposals, right? Yeah. What are some things that you've noticed in first drafts that you're like, this is rough? This is not Okay. <laughs> So oh people man. can just avoid them. Just don't even put yep. them in your first draft anymore.
2: Josh, you want to start
3: this oh off?
1: Oh, boy. There's so many things. Oh, I no. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think...
2: Just pulls out a giant list.
1: I think the... the pulls out the, my application.
2: <laughs> this did guy, Mike. No. <laughs> in
1: For, this sentence, here's what you did wrong. No, just, first yeah. of all,
2: Mike, what kind of name is that? Like, <laughs> Just starts roasting you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, that's kind of what I went through with this, this um, person when I went through the workshop. She was... Picking apart every single word, and that that killed me, but to be to be fair I think I think what most people struggle with is not being specific enough about mm-hmm. their experiences yeah. um, right. and so you're like because I feel like we generally i don't know when we when we write we're just like, oh, then then this happened and then this mm-hmm. happened, but it's like you need to have all of your sentences convey that you are an independent researcher mm-hmm. and that you are going to excel in in your field right um and so Everything that you write in there needs to be about that, and so you need to be specific. And you need to also, you. the reason why you need to be specific is also because you want to stand out to your applicant. Because there's, yeah. a, to, to be quite honest, all of the people who are applying for this are going to be pretty similar to you. Yeah. They're going to have true. great GPAs. They're going to be TAs, uh, you know, in undergrad and that that have those kinds of experiences, but what's going to set you apart from them is your I- unique, individual specifics, and so mm-hmm. that's what you need to get across in your application, and that's what's going to make you stand out. And so that when you read those, when your um, reviewer reads all those twenty, they're like, "Oh, I remember this person mm-hmm. because they told this very specific story, right. and I, I, I got to know them as a as a researcher." Right.
3: Yeah.
2: I think I think probably and probably Megan, you were saying that about the. It's difficult to sort of write personal statements. I understand because it's sort of hard to write about yourself and you know you know experiences and your passions for things. But as Jess said, the, sometimes the vagueness is, can be the worst enemy. Yeah. As well mm-hmm. as also just maybe like the chronology or the timeline of things happening. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed for some uh, at least statements that I've read, it's sometimes hard to see you know why, where, or why I got into research, trying to understand. The reason why you came is, as opposed to just saying, "Well, I just sort of was following the motions and I just yeah. ended up yeah. here." It's like, "Well, that's, that's that cool, but you know, they're looking to fund people who are like taking active parts in their research. Right. So you want yes. to make it seem as if, from you know, start from the point A to point B, you had this kind of idea, or you had this passion, and you sort of followed through, and now you are here getting a PhD and you want mm-hmm. to get funding, right? So, um, not only the specifics and making to you know, think more specific, but also. I think the chronology and understanding, like where your passion is and how that sort of evolved or how that changed as you went across.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the transitions, like not transitions, not, not just definitely. transitions in terms of writing, but also <laughs> like logical yeah. events, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, like why yeah. I did this research experience. That was tricky for me when I was writing it. It yeah. was like I did this research experience and then I wanted to try something else. Right. And it, in in reality, I kind of just did it because I was like. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Yeah. I just want experience. <laughs> but
2: it's how yeah. you phrase it. That's but the that thing, I needed right? to that's, phrase it in a way. Yeah, I was yeah, like,
1: yeah. oh, I kind of wanted to do some of this stuff yeah. instead. It, yeah. and, and
2: if you are following <laughs> it, just you want to write it such that you are, you know, you're phrasing it such that you're doing that active path. Even if, you know, in real life, the situation may have been a bit more casual. Yeah. I can yeah. Say. But, <laughs> you know, just phrasing it in such that in that way really helps uh, augment the proposal.
3: Okay. If there was one w- big piece of advice y'all could give people that are going to be applying for the NSF now, what is one big piece of advice you could give them to wrap up this episode?
2: Don't start late.
1: Okay. Well, start <laughs> yeah, right. early love, great piece of advice. <laughs>
2: for the love of everything.
1: Have a backup uh, recommendation letter writer. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Because um, I needed that. Oh, oh no. So I had, you, you need three and yeah. you need three solid ones. So that mm. means I need to ask four people <laughs> to write me solid recommendations, <laughs> um, which was a little bit tricky, but I think that <laughs> it yeah. was important to have that because then if someone does end up, you know, not hitting that deadline, right. you have yep. the three that's required because yeah. you don't want to get um, excluded just because, you know, some PI is yeah. busy. Yeah. That would, yeah.
3: that would suck That's and,
2: also, and also be sure to ask for help outside of you know just I know sometimes I guess when writing you always want to feel like or I mean some I think we had a, like a really useful for our senior students in our year um in your in your in your uh, class in your research group who are very helpful and very outgoing yes. in terms of you know helping people mm-hmm. out but I feel like you know sometimes when you're writing you're just looking at it yourself and you keep editing and editing but you know there's just know that there are other resources out there, not only just mm-hmm. students, but in our case, we have a writing center where I know some people did take their proposal. So if you do have something yeah. similar in your mm-hmm. institution, try to use as many resources as you can to you know, bolster your writing, because um, there's only so many things you can see or you can look at, because at some point you you get tired of your own writing, right? You need some mm-hmm. fresh pair of eyes to look yes. at it. Yeah. So having that or you know, getting, looking at to older students in your lab, outside of your lab, outside of the, the department, in your institution, that's also very helpful, I think.
1: I definitely agree. You want as many people as possible to read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. Here's you
2: know, some guy in Starbucks, just, you know.
1: Uh, well, well.
2: Like, hey, here's How your pink, helpful with that. Here, be? Here's your pink drink. Well, yeah, it's my, yeah, thanks. Anyway, can you read this?
1: <laughs> just, just
2: pull up and do that. No? No? You don't agree? I would,
3: I would not recommend that. Okay, Megan. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, that and starting it the week before, probably.
2: Well just just lay me down to rest at this <laughs> point. Just, what?
3: I mean, you could try, <laughs> but it probably would be a lo- really what? stressful. I
1: don't
3: know how you did that. Yeah, um, uh, I can't even imagine. I don't think I would have applied if I started the week before. Well, you know, it, I think for, in
2: my case, I just I didn't feel like a lot of pressure on it because oh, I was like, fair. yeah, whatever happens, happens, which is sort of my stick for every single thing that's yeah. happened in mm-hmm. the last 24 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just like, oh yeah, same thing. I'm just going to write about it, and I'll just submit it, and you know, I and I think. Uh, <laughs> I I just got lucky. But again, that's
0: my one personal experience.
2: Yeah, we take those. We take those W's. (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right. And with
0: that, (laughs) we're going to wrap up season two, episode four of the PhD cast. If you're interested in a specific topic or have questions you'd like us to answer, please email us at CBISGPA at RPI.edu or message us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. And with that, we hope all your applications are fundable and that all your differences are significant. See ya.